You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, and this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com, and this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We produce new episodes Monday through Friday, each day through most of the year. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to it where podcasts are found. We'll deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted, and also leave this show a good review that helps us out. The Super Bowl is now over, which means all 32 teams are officially in the offseason, although for most of the league, including the Jets, the offseason began a long time ago. The offseason does not really officially begin, however, until March when the new league year starts. So we're kind of in the preparation phase, although teams can still work out trades, of course, most notably... Over a week ago, the Rams and the Lions came together to make a deal involving Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, and a number of draft picks. That deal cannot officially be filed with the league until the new league year begins in March. Most of the focus right now is on preparing for the offseason. There's draft preparation going on. Of course, the Senior Bowl took place over a week ago, and teams are getting ready for free agency. Of course, this is a big offseason for the Jets coming off a 2-14 and season. Most of the team is going to have to be replaced. There are not many players who were on the roster in the year 2020 who are going to be part of the next winning Jets team. And on today's show, I'm going to talk about some of the big needs the Jets have. And I think sometimes when we talk about needs, we focus only on position. But sometimes needs are bigger than position. Sometimes needs are about roles that you need filled. And there are some roles that can be filled by players at more than one position. Now, sometimes it's just one position. And on today's show, I'm going to talk about what I think are the top five needs the Jets have heading into the offseason. And I'm not going to go in any particular order, although, although I think everybody would agree that the top need is going to be a positional need, and that's going to be at quarterback We have spoken plenty about the quarterback position over the last few years since the Jets drafted Sam Darnold. We've been following his trajectory. Many of us us have had high hopes in Darnold that have not been realized. And it, to this point, has not worked out. And I think year three, if you had hopes after year one or year two, It wasn't that Darnold was playing spectacularly well. It's that in the context of not having very good coaching, having like no supporting cast around him, you at least saw some moments. Now, I think that there were some people who were never that high on Darnold through his first two years, and perhaps those people have been proven right. But I think most of the fan base was at least hoping after he showed flashes of really high-quality play, even if it wasn't consistent through the first two years, that things would work out. Of course, year three in 2020, it was just an ugly year. It was a year where nothing really went right for him. You'd be hard-pressed to find out a game, to, to think of a game where he played exceptionally well. And that leads to plenty of questions at the quarterback position this offseason. And of course, it's going to be a topic that will dominate 
our talk for at least the next few weeks, if not through the draft, because there are numerous options the Jets could go with at quarterback. You could be talking about a trade for Deshaun Watson. You could be talking about drafting Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or maybe somebody else. And there's also a chance the Jets could keep Darnold. And one of the things I'm going to look at here as we go through these needs are whether there are there are any possibilities of the Jets filling these needs internally. And, you know, at the quarterback position, I think most people are not that optimistic about Sam Darnold. I think if you polled the fan base, my hunch is that the majority of people would want to see the Jets move in a different direction. And I think that that's understandable because this is nothing I haven't said before. There's not really anything you can hang your hat on. I think as much as anything, it's not always about whether the guy's great or not. It's about whether you're seeing a trajectory of improvement and there really was no improvement this year. And you can go through all of the all of the contributing factors for Darnold, and we know that this has been a horrible situation. This has been a situation where I'm not sure any young quarterback could have survived it, but you now have three years where you've had nothing but losing. You've had three years where he has not gotten the proper instruction to help him develop his mechanics, developed a lot of bad habits, three years of bad offensive line play. You know, how has that impacted his internal clock you know to play quarterback in the NFL you have to be able to trust your protection and I think there were certainly points this season where you saw Darnold really look shaky in the pocket and perhaps signs that he wasn't trusting his protection and ultimately this just makes it a tough spot for the Jets if they want to move forward you also have to consider the contract situation Darnold entering the final year of his contract and if you draft a quarterback you essentially reset the clock on the on the rookie deal. You get a quarterback who will be cost-controlled for the next four years, which helps you build up the rest of your team, especially with the Jets having so many needs but also having a lot of cap space available to them. So these are all factors that come into play. And look, the, quarter, the importance of the quarterback is obvious. I think it's easy to overstate how important the quarterback is in the NFL, and I think that that was one of the mistakes the Jets made as a franchise when they drafted Darnold in 2018. They just assumed that because they had Darnold, everything would work out, that nothing else mattered, that Darnold could save the franchise. He alone could not do that. No quarterback alone can do that. But you need a quarterback who can lift your team up. You need a, qu- a quarterback is part of the equation. It's an essential part of the equation. It's not the entire equation itself. And at this point, it's real as even as somebody who was very hopeful about Darnold, as somebody who really doesn't think he's gotten a very fair shake, as somebody who thinks really the Jets have set him up to fail, I'm not sure you can move forward with him because, again, you don't just erase the last three years where bad habits were developed, where there was a lot of losing, where perhaps confidence was lost. You don't get to get you don't get to go back to 2018 and take the quarterback the Jets were drafted out of USC who needed some development. You, you know, you can't, you just cannot erase what's happened the last few years. So I think any talk about needs the Jets have really begins at the quarterback position. However, it does not end at the quarterback position. This is a team that needs most of the, most of its pieces to be overhauled. And we'll talk about more of those pieces that are needed ahead here on the Locked on Jets podcast. The NFL season is now over. We are focused on the off season. Sports fans are also turning their attention to basketball and hockey, and there's only one place that has you covered, betonline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code. It's locked on. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about the Jets' big needs heading into this offseason. And the next need I'm going to talk about is not really a positional need. It's more of a role that could be filled by players at numerous positions. And it's really just a go-to guy on offense. It's something the Jets have lacked, I would say, probably since Brandon Marshall back in 2015. Somebody that they can go to on a critical down and the other team knows that that the ball is going to that guy and they still can't stop it now Le'Veon Bell was supposed to be that guy for the Jets when they signed him in 2019 but it did not work out it did not work out because you know certainly does not look like Bell had much left in the tank and also because Adam Gase was not really on board running his offense through Bell because Adam Gase only wants to run his offense through 37-year-old running backs. So it's something the Jets are looking for on offense. And look, a go-to guy on offense could, could be one of any number of players. It could be like a number one receiver who you run your passing game through. There are situations where, and these guys are becoming less and less prevalent in the NFL, but there are still some do-it-all running backs who... You, you run your offense through them, giving them the ball on early downs, and then they are active in the passing game. And it could also be a big-time tight end, although there are only a handful of them. So I think most likely it's going to be a wide receiver. But that's been one of the problems with the Jets, and that's been one of the issues through the years as the, as the Jets have failed to develop young quarterbacks. Part of the blame has to go to the young quarterbacks, but part of it has to go to the Jets not giving these guys reliable players. I think... If you look at almost any young quarterback who thrives in this league, they have somebody that they know they can trust, somebody they can always get the ball to. And this has been one of the big failures of the Jets front of Jets front offices in recent years. Part of it's through the draft, you know, part of it's through bad signings, part of it's been through just a lack of vision. You know, if you go back to the Jets signing Bell in 2019, I hear people talk about the failures of that signing, but I think people forget the context of that signing. The Jets essentially put themselves in a situation where they had to roll the dice on Bell, and we all knew at the time of the signing it was a risk because he had sat out a year, and he was a high-usage running back, and those guys tend to not age very well, but the Jets had put themselves in a position where they had not shown any ability to find a premium player. Running backs should be pretty easy to find, at least relatively speaking. You know, I don't want to say running backs are easy to find because nothing's easy to find in the league, but relative to finding like a wide receiver, a top wide receiver, finding a finding a competent running back should be easily should be easy, but the Jets were not able to do it. And they were essentially in a spot where Bell was the only guy who could be a premium player, who could be a go-to guy, who was available to them. So they, you know, they rolled the dice because they had to. You don't want to be in a position where you have to roll the dice on somebody like Bell. Now, if you look internally, what are the options? I mean, I guess Denzel Mims could be an option. I'm not sure whether Mims is really going to be a go-to guy on offense. I think he's a player. I think he's a guy who's going to help this team over the next few years. 
is he the type of guy you're going to be able to run your offense through? I'm not sure. I think that if you're looking for a possible internal option, he would probably be it, though. And ideally, you'd have more than one. I mean, the thing is, for, for a lot of these needs I'm going to talk about, ideally, you'd want more than one guy capable of filling the role. You want to put as much stress on the other team as possible. So I guess Mims would be the internal option, although I suspect the Jets may need to go outside. I think Mims might be a go-to guy, but he also might just be a high-end complementary player, which certainly would help the team out. Jets have lacked those as well. The next need I'm going to talk about is just offensive line. And this is an offensive line that still needs a lot of work. You know, I I think this happens every year. Every time the Jets make a big change to a position group, people go in with expectations that are too high. And I said this through through last offseason. The Jets did not fix their offensive line last offseason. And I don't think anybody who had hopes of that being an elite offensive line was being realistic. What I think the Jets did was they made a down payment on a offensive line that could potentially be great in the future. And that down payment was Mekhi Becton because they got a guy who could be a really good offensive lineman in the first round of the draft. But you have to, you have to draft on the offensive line. If you're going to make your unit great, you have to, you almost have to use early picks. The, the other guys, the Jets signed were more kind of hold the fort type signings. There were signings you were hoping would, would work out, hoping would stabilize things. And, you know, there were some, some of them worked out better than others. I think in context, if you look at the money they paid, Greg Van Roten actually worked out pretty well. George Fant was okay. Alex Lewis seemed like a mistake to me at the time they made it. I don't know why they paid him that amount of money. I think Connor McGovern was the disappointment. I was hoping, I was confident he'd be able to stabilize the center position, and he really was not that great there. But I think if you're looking at this, I mean, there's really one player who I view as a long-term starter on the offensive line, and that's Makai Becton. And I think the Jets are going to have to go back and use early, use more early picks to really build this offensive line into the type of unit that can control the trenches. The line was still it was still not good this this past year. And again, when you have to overhaul an entire unit, that makes it very difficult because. You're gonna, you're always gonna miss on some guys. You know, if you if you have to bring five players in, four or five players in, you're not gonna bat a thousand. That's just not the way the NFL works. The good news is that it seems like the guy, one of the hits was the most important one, which is Becton, who is the potential long-term player. But that's one piece on a five-player offensive line. Jets are gonna have to address this, I think, again in the draft with one of their early picks. I, I that would be my take on the situation right now. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. Rockauto.com's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about the big needs the Jets have this offseason. So far, we've talked about the needs on the offensive sides of the ball, but 
there are some big needs the Jets have on the defensive side of the ball as well. This defense was not very good this past year, and it is frequently said that the NFL is a passing league, and there are really two things you need to do on defense. You need to be able to get to the quarterback, and you need to be able to cover. And unfortunately, I'm not sure the Jets can do either right now. I think one of the things that they need is a top-notch pass rusher. I don't know if the, the right phrase is a number one pass rusher, but somebody who can get to the quarterback no matter what. And you may say that the Jets have a guy who could potentially fill that role in Quinn and Williams, and it was an excellent second season for Quinn and Williams. You started to see, especially in the second half of the year, the potential that the, the, everybody saw when the Jets picked him third overall in 2019. Is he going to be that number one pass rusher? It's tough to say. You know, generally speaking, your top pass rusher is a guy who comes off the edge, an edge rusher, because, and this is a huge oversimplification, it's tougher for an interior guy like a Quinton Williams to do it because on the interior, generally, you're fighting double teams, whereas edge guys, they have the edge. You know, they, te- they, can, they can go out wide and essentially get themselves one-on-one against tackles. Much easier to do than splitting double teams consistently you know it's very rare you have a guy like an Aaron Donald who puts up huge sack totals from an interior position and Quinton Williams is very talented and you know I don't love the Donald comparison because there's only one Aaron Donald and beyond that their games are so different I mean Quinton Williams plays differently than Aaron Donald as far as style style goes so I think it, it could be tough to do I do think Williams has a chance to be a really good I mean, if not, I think he's got a chance to be a, a Pro Bowl caliber interior defensive lineman. Ultimately, though, you'd, you know, you'd like to have two guys who can get to the quarterback consistently because this is just basic math. You have five offensive linemen and a general pass rush in the NFL is four players. So that means the offensive line can, unless there's a blitz, double team one player on any play. So if you have two really good pass rushers, that means one of those guys is going to get a one-on-one that he'll typically be able to win. So the Jets need, bottom line here is the Jets need to improve this pass rush moving forward, and they need to get an impact pass rusher. And then the last thing the Jets need, they need a number one corner. And this has been another problem spot, and they've tried and failed through the years to, to address this. There have been many failed free agent signings. If you look at Revis 2.0, if you look at Trumaine Johnson, even this year when they went the discount route with Pierre this year Jets don't, have not had a corner they could trust one-on-one against the other team's best receiver probably since Darrell Revis 2015 you know Revis Revis's second stint with the Jets was a failure but that first year he was back here he played pretty well aside from two games he got destroyed against DeAndre Hopkins that year against Houston and he got destroyed against Sammy uh, Sammy Watkins against Buffalo one game but Aside from that, he was pretty good. Prior to that, I mean, Antonio Cromartie had a good year back in 2012, but before that, it was Revis 1.0. The bottom line is, it's been a while since the Jets have had a corner they could trust to take the other team's best receiver. And, you know, it is a, it's a, uh, this, the cliche is true. This is, it is a passing league. As much as it is a cliche, one of the reasons it's a cliche is that it's true. And if you look at a team that struggles on defense like the Jets, even though they play very well against the run. One of the reasons their defense was not so good this past year was that they really could not get to the quarterback very effectively. 
and they could not cover anybody. And unlike, you know, some of these other positions where you could come at least come up with somebody who, if they improve, conceivably could fill the role, I don't know that the Jets have anybody on this roster who could be a number one corner. There's nobody. I mean, I don't, I think Bryce Hall has potential, but I don't think he's ever going to be the kind of guy you can trust against the, the top receiver the other team has on a week-to-week basis. I think he's more of a role player, perhaps perhaps a complimentary second corner in the zone-based scheme. I think Bless Austin's probably more of a backup than he is a, a, a starter. You, know, you have a couple guys, if they bring Brian Poole back, he plays a valuable role, but he's really limited to the slot. He'll never be a guy who goes one-on-one against the other team's best uh, receiver. So this is something the Jets definitely need. I think most of these roles, the Jets probably need somebody, but there's somebody who at least has an outside chance of filling the role. This is one where the Jets are going to have to import somebody from the outside. So those are what the needs that I think the Jets have. And by the way, I mean, that shows you how far the Jets have to go because these also happen to be the most important roles on any football team. If you ask me what the five most important roles on any football team, I'd probably give you the five I, I named you. And Jets need have needs at all five, so... A lot of work Joe Douglas in the front office will have to do rebuilding this football team going forward. Anyway, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Hope you have a good Tuesday, everybody, and send in your mailbag questions for tomorrow's mailbag show.